East Palestine, it really highlighted the, the training that the entire city and, and really the region goes through in sharing resources. And we spent a considerable amount of time and really led by public safety and, and uh, a deputy uh, mayor for public safety, Clarence Tucker. We've done trips to Emmitsburg, Maryland, where they do the National Fire Training Academy around incident command and how to organize. And, and we've, had, we've had emergencies where we've had to respond, you know, with multiple different um, agencies across the community, to whether, whether it's an oil spill or whether it's some sort of chemical event. And, and they train for that specifically. Um, even you know, in a number of different scenarios, and I and I got to give Summit County uh, Summit County Safety a, a lot of credit. They organize us in a way that allows us to share resources and personnel, and to be able to declare emergencies. And there's a considerable amount of training and time put into that to, to be able to address you know a, a number of different scenarios. Yeah, I mean, and they do this, like I said, across the region. That's what I was going to say. Different scenarios, different people involved, and. You don't get. You don't have to be so specific, but when we're talking about meetings, you're bringing in heads of people, both statewide and locally, saying, "Okay, this happens. Here's the first thing. Here's number two. Here's number three. You know, go over that for us. Talk to us here in Akron. Yeah, it, it is an organization that is run by emergency management, and, and there's there's a specific protocol depending on the scenario about like who's in charge and what are the resources that we have to find and. And a lot of those different things, who are the other agencies that we have to bring in? And so really, you know, our obviously our thoughts and prayers go out to the people in and around East Palestine. And, and I had some very early conversations with federal and state officials to make sure that, you know, you know, because we were getting questions about, you know, what's what's the effect on Akron and Summit County and, you know, did a lot of water testing. And, and it's significant a, a, a ways away. There is no effect, you know, on the air and on the water, you know, but there is some concern just because of winds. But we spent a we even sent a fire crew over to East Palestine in the first 12, 16 hours to help on the monitoring. And so there's there's a kind of a response that way that when there is an emergency and you have personnel and, and there's a formal request process that you go through, but even talking to the Secretary of Transportation and a number of federal officials to make sure that make sure you have people on the ground taking care of people, because I think that's, that's a primary thing when you have an emergency or something of that nature that you have to get personnel on the ground to make sure people feel like they're being listened to and, and, and addressing their concerns, whether it's health or water or, you know, their way of life. And I think that is important to be on the ground right away. Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan with us and preventative measures as well, Dan. And I bring that up because I imagine there are inspection guidelines that are in place, whether it be buildings or vehicles or bridges uh, uh, that people need to know about. And I know you constantly do testing of water. We've had that pop up from time to time where there's a, a boiling issue statement coming out and such. So those type of things people have to understand for their health are done on a day in, day out basis. You're absolutely right that we have, you know, these inspections, sometimes they're done by state agencies, sometimes by federal. If it's our resource, you know, there's a set schedule about when to do these inspections, what's the protocol to notify, all those different things. And it's a, it, the, the binder is huge uh, about the protocols that we have to go through to make sure that we keep people safe. And obviously you can't prevent, prevent every single scenario because there is human error. There's a lot of different things that may happen, but there's a lot of response. Sometimes people really don't understand the sheer scope of what public safety and public service do in and around the inspection of bridges and looking at buildings and the storage of chemicals and what's the reaction, you know, what are the resources that you have to respond to when it comes to a fire or an emergency situation. And it's a lot of training and it's a lot of inspections, you know, in and around the fire department that do that specifically so they know what's in a building. You know, how do they fight this fire with this particular chemical? And it's, it's pretty complex. 
and I give them all the credit, you know, fire departments and police departments across the country of the number of ways that they do things on a daily basis to be able to respond to maybe an emergency at some particular point. Akron Mayor Dan Horgan with us, 93.5-1590 WAKR. Well, you wouldn't know it in other parts of the country where Montana got 32 inches of snow this week and Wyoming 40 inches and ice and freezing rain and power outages and everything. Here in Akron, it's been kind of a moderate winter. Now, we don't know what lies ahead in the next month because we do live in Akron. But, Dan, for the most sake, we're kind of out of the deep freeze and looking at the forecast for the next couple of weeks. Not saying that we're not going to get snow. You know we will in the month of March. But the deep freeze months of January and February have been very moderate. When I talk about that, what does that do to the city as far as dollars? I imagine less overtime. I imagine you'll be able to save on salt heading in the next year. But talk about what a moderate winter does to your budget. And, and these are the things that you can never predict because budgets are really roadmaps to, to say, you know, based on, you know, past events, this is what's going to happen. But obviously it's had a significant impact and that we haven't been able to, we, you're right. It's a, it's a lot of overtime. It's a lot of salt. It's the wear and tear on the equipment. It is the wear and tear on the personnel that need to be able to respond and sometimes driving 16 hours at a time. And, you know, there are certain limits about how, how, how long you can be at work and, and driving in a plow truck. And so that has had an impact and it, it's been positive. I'm a firm believer in the jinx so you, you don't want to talk too much about not having something but obviously as we're getting to march it starts to warm up you know the ground isn't as cold it doesn't stay as much and so and and that that certainly does help the budget process as we go into you know, presenting our operational budget to city council. But then again, you're right. We don't know what's going to happen in mid-March because we've had those storms in mid-March and early April and into Easter. So we are prepared. Uh, and we'll continue to be prepared until we finally move out of this cold season. So it's, it's a positive impact for the city at that particular point. And the only other aspect I want to bring up in regards to that, too, that also affects this time of year, just so people understand the cold and the warm patch as far as potholes, because a lot of people say, oh, when are they going to start patching? Well, the weather really determines what you can and cannot do. And I thought maybe you could touch on that. Yeah. And that, when, you, you know, when it gets cold, when it gets warm, that, that ground heaves back and forth. And then those that, that cold patch that they use, that's not a permanent patch. It's just to fill the hole. And those asphalt plants don't start operating until the weather gets to be a certain point for an extended period of time. And, and I think it's some I think it's 40 degrees, but don't quote me. It could be 45. Either way, when you can start to use that hot patch, that's a permanent that's a more of a permanent patch on those on 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 the road. But obviously, we've done a significant amount of resurfacing over the last five or six years, and we have a pretty aggressive schedule this year to keep doing right around that 50 mile mark to make sure that we don't have to do as many potholes. And so there there has been that effect to it too. So as you see crews out there, please you know be careful and drive and drive safe around them. You know they are out there trying to fix these roads, and and that was one of the big things you know, over the last five or six years is to put more money into resurfacing because it was, a, it was a huge issue that we weren't able to address for a long time. I'm certainly proud of the fact that we've been able to do, you know, a significant, mi- significant number of miles of roads in the last five or six years.